The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, good evening. Welcome. We have a big show planned for you tonight. Glad you're here. It's been a while. The Brewers have been playing a lot of night games. So we have not been here, but we're here tonight, so let's make the most of it. Get involved if you can, 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. When you call in, I don't know, quite frankly, who you're going to be talking to. Justin is here. You know, he's the big man on campus now, and he is training a new producer. Samantha is here as well, so one of them will be answering the phones. It doesn't matter who. Be nice to him, then you get to me. That's how it works. If you want a text, why not start with the text question of the night? Uh, a new article came out today saying that they have found evidence that kissing dates all the way back to ancient Mesopotamia. So the text question of the night is, do you remember your first kiss? Who was it? 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk text line. Uh, kissing dating back to ancient Mesopotamia. Do you remember your first kiss? Who was it? We're going to get to that and so much more. Uh, I'm not sure who is uh, who is talking to me now. Justin, are you still on the uh, on the mic, or have you passed this over to Samantha? I am here. We're both here, actually. You're both there. That's very good. Uh, now, Samantha just started. Am I correct? I think she started last week after. She wasn't here for the last show, so you just started, didn't you, Samantha? Yeah, this is day three for me. Day three, and how did day one and two go? I can't complain. A lot of sports, not really my forte, but we're getting through. I'm, I, I really enjoy it around here. Good. Well, this is a sports-heavy show. I don't know if Justin told you about that. We do a lot of hot takes. We do a lot of... Uh, Justin does a lot of degenerate gambling and uh, predictions, so... This, I'm only kidding. Not about Justin being a degenerate gambler. Uh, what, what's your? Go ahead. It sounds great either way. <laughs> sure. Well, what's your? Is, is this something you want to get into long term? What's your? What's your deal? Tell us a little bit about you because we've learned, we've learned a disturbing amount about uh, Justin, and um, you know it's. It's nice to learn about other people as well. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. I, I definitely want to be around here for sure. I did some work at a couple other stations and in school, so it's a dream. Maybe maybe I'll uh, be your co-host someday, you know? Who well, knows? Listen, I'm always looking for somebody to talk to because, quite frankly, I get sick of hearing my own voice. <laughs> Are you still in school? Are you out of school? I about two years ago, which is crazy. Time flies. Yes, it does. Where did you go? Whitewater. Oh, very nice. All right. And your major was in broadcasting, communications? Yep, yep. Broadcast, print web, oh, all that really? good stuff. Very good. I thought you were going to say, no, it was in, you know, astrophysicist. <laughs> and I just decided, just gave up. I decided radio was a better way to go. Uh, you know, I would well, have given up a here. long time um, ago on that one. <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if Justin tells you to do something, think about it for a minute. Justin, would you would you agree that sometimes your judgment is a little bit off? <laughs> Like What's he doesn't up? like to answer. He doesn't like to answer a lot of questions. I don't have the I don't have the headset on, so I can't hear you, but I can talk oh, to you. We, so we have to remedy that. You got to get yourself another headset. <laughs> I know. I know. It's uh, you know times are tough, but it's a radio station. We should be able to find you another pair of headphones somewhere. Or you we'll we'll raid the newsroom pretty soon. Yeah, really. Those guys. What are, what are they doing in there? Writing news. 
Jessica needs a headset, but that's pretty much that's pretty much it at this point. All right, listen, we got to. Uh, all right, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you both on the spot because usually that's how we start with uh, we each answer the text question tonight. Um, Samantha, if you're uncomfortable sharing any personal information, by all means, just tell me to uh, pound sand. You're not going to answer that. I'm not the boss of you. You don't have to answer any questions that you don't want to answer. I'm going to put that out there first thing so you're not nervous, like, oh, I have to share. Because Justin has answered a couple questions, and then his mom called in or texted in. So, she, you know, don't uh, – I don't know if your parents, if you have family in the area, that, uh, but considering you can listen to us now on the app anywhere in the world, somebody's going to hear this. Um do you remember your first kiss, Samantha? Unfortunately, I do. I, I remember it. And I don't know if I, I he deserves the airwaves, honestly. Well, don't. Yeah, you don't have to name check him. It sounds very <laughs> disappointing. Was it uh, were you young? Was it like eighth grade? Was oh, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Eighth grade. Very awkward. Very sweaty. Very like just 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 a quick little peck and r- okay. ran our separate ways. <laughs> wow. Very sweaty. That's that's never. <laughs> that is not really a good adjective when you're talking about uh, a, a, even a, a peck on the cheek. No. You don't want somebody being very, very sweaty. No, I hope uh, I've, I've improved since then, hopefully. <laughs> well, listen, I don't, I, we don't want to get into that. There is, I think there's an HR department, and I don't, if there is, I don't want to move. So we're not going to do that. Um, ask, our man, ask our man Justin to jump in yeah. with, uh, with his. It was, it was middle school. One. Middle school for me. Um, seventh, middle school? Yes, yeah, seventh grade. Um, player, what's yeah. up? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And <laughs> what? It, what was it? It was me and my buddy. We went over to this girl and her friend's house, and we threw on a movie. And yeah, stuff stuff went from there. <laughs> <laughs> was it a smooching movie? Uh, maybe The Hangover. Maybe it was one of those. I have oh no yeah, idea. that gets people in the romantic. Yeah, mood. you know, you got to laugh a little by bit. A tiger, yeah. loosen them up. Yeah, there you go. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you are you are making something that I I would imagine is innocent sound unbelievably creepy. Oh uh, well, it was ter- it was fine. It was a it was a little peck, I believe. Sure. Um, yeah, it was it was one of those, and yeah, I don't know. We we're still good friends to this day. Actually, we still talk, catch up here and there. She's cool. So yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Did you ever bring it up? Uh, Try to redo it? No, 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 <laughs> no. definitely not. Um, no, not with your lady friend around. That's, that too. That, yeah, that they too. Don't, uh, lady friends don't cotton to you trying to, listen, I was just trying to see if I had improved since seventh grade. And the tragic thing would be she'd say, you, you probably haven't. Oh, my God. No, I hope you have. <laughs> I would hope you have. You know, I was trying to remember, you know, my first, like, not just peck on the cheek, but it was... I, I will always remember this. I was a junior in high school, and I was in a play, and the girl who was playing the lead opposite me, we finished the show, and it was a really good show, and she kissed me, and it was the first time anybody had French kissed me. And I was like, holy moly, what's this all about? So rest of the shows were canceled because I was incapacitated by... All sorts of mixed, uh, you know, emotions that I could not, I could not fathom. So that was my first one. But that's our text question of the night, uh, with kissing dating back all the way to ancient Mesopotamia. Do you remember your first kiss and who it was with? Um, I thought only Prince Philip got sweaty, but it's obvious. Yes, I don't think I don't think Samantha kissed Prince Philip for her first kiss in eighth grade. 
I'm going to say no to that. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to have Samantha dignify that with some kind of response. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, if you live in Wauwatosa, you may be paying some extra money just to drive your car. What? We'll figure it all out. It's WTMJ Nights. WTMJ Knights getting some response on the text and the phone at 855-616-1620 to the first kiss because a story came out today that says tablets and things have now dated kissing back to ancient Mesopotamia. Taylor says second grade in the social hall of St. James United Methodist Church. Dawn and I exchanged cupcakes and proceeded to kiss for about a second on the lips. Oh, Taylor. Uh, we then proceeded to meet at Summerfest, freshman year of high school, unexpectedly. The makeout continued for a lot longer than one second. Um, we are still friends 50 years later. That's very cool. Good for you. And uh, from the 262, I remember my first kiss. I was in kindergarten. My next-door neighbor girlfriend was in my kindergarten class. I It was after our first day of school. I pushed her down in a pile of leaves and gave her a kiss on the cheek. Oh, boy, that's... Uh, you know, I don't know if we can condone the pushing down on the pile of leaves, but uh, that's all right. Ron has been hanging on. He's in Greenfield. Hi, Ron. Hey. Hi. Okay. My first kiss was from a, a tom, tomboy girl in my neighborhood when I was seven years old. My grandma had a double swing in the backyard, and she came over one day and sat down in a swing, and I was on the other seat, and she came over by me and gave me a kiss. And I remember wow. that now. This is 80 years ago, 70 years ago, and uh, I wondered what happened to her. She moved out of the neighborhood not too long after that, and there was a story in the paper with her name. She had started a business, and her business was robbed, and her name was in the paper. And I said, I'm going to go see her someday and remind her about this kiss, right? So I, I couldn't quite get up the nerve to go, and then finally I did, and I went to the place where she had her business, and I said, you know, when you were seven years old, you gave me a kiss. She says, how the heck am I supposed to remember that? <laughs> oh, man, but it was burned into your memory forever. Was, yes, I'm, I'm going to be 90 years old in July, and I still remember that. Well, Ron, you know what? It just She must have kissed a lot of boys, but she, you know... To, to you, she was very memorable. I'm glad. Thanks for sharing that story. That's a great story. That not Wow, you remember it all those years later. That's very cool. Diane is in downtown Milwaukee. Hi, Diane. Hi. I am so happy today. I won the two Ringo tickets. I've been fluttering around all day telling everybody. <laughs> well, congratulations. Big buzz. Everybody. Yeah, thank you. Everybody's really happy that Ringo's coming and... Uh, it, it, it's really buzzing. Anyway, uh, this is kind of a, a cute story about kissing. Uh, this was a long time ago, like I was in fifth grade at St. Henry's Catholic School, and uh, somebody devised this game called Spin the Bottle. <laughs> mm, I may have <laughs> heard of that. About, yeah, there were about it was seven or eight of us. Nobody had heard of it except this person, and they had a bottle, like a wine bottle, and we sat around, I think it was on the sidewalk, and they put the bottle, and everybody formed a circle around it, and everybody would take turns spinning the bottle, and whoever it stopped at, you had to kiss. <laughs> oh, yeah. So those were a lot of first first kisses uh, revolved around <laughs> 
the game Spin the Bottle. I don't know if it's still around or not, but it was it was a cute day. If it's not, we got to bring it back, Diane. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again for the tickets, too. You're very uh, welcome. Congratulations, and thanks for the call. Right. Take care. Uh, from the 262, my first real kiss was early in my freshman year in college with a girl at the end of our first date, and she told me she didn't want to see me again because I was so bad. Ouch. That's their words. But that got me practicing often and developing great skill with others who were willing to give me a chance. See, I I understand that judgment. I've in my life I Justin, this may be hard for you to believe, and Samantha, ear earmuffs. I've kissed a few girls in my time. Oh yeah? You were a little player back in the day, Brian? No, I was not a player back in the day at all. At all. This was uh this was much later in my life, you know. <laughs> like college on, maybe. A light Senior bloomer, in high school bloomer. on. And I still wasn't a player. I just was a very good hostage taker. But um <laughs> That seems wrong to even joke about, but I've already done it, so we can't pull back. Um, and there were there were some women who were just really bad kissers, and I I'm not going to say I'm great at it, but I don't. I've never had anybody tell me to my oh you're a bad kisser, but I've kissed a couple bad bad kissers, and it is it does throw you off. It ruins the whole uh, the whole mood. When you're like, oh, what do you do? My, that's no, no, no good. But to um, to be told, listen, to be told that after the first date that you're not going to see each other again because of that, that seems a little superficial. You know, it's nice having Samantha here, Justin. Maybe we'll be able to get some female perspective on some things. Exactly. We Is need that, that. We definitely need that. We do need that. There's too much testosterone on this program. I've been saying it since day one. <laughs> too much testosterone. Is that is that a common thing, Samantha? Is that something that uh, women would immediately never go on another date again if a guy's a bad kisser the first time? Well, I don't know. Now I'm self conscious. You said you kissed a lot of bad women. Now I what if I'm like Not a in lot that of bad same women? I, category. Well, I've now. kissed a lot of women with bad character, but <laughs> I, the the kissing part there were only there were only a few where it was like it was just very awkward. Like they, I don't know, but that. Listen, I always gave a person another chance. I'm not. Uh, I'm not heartless, you know. But I don't know if I don't know if that's a, a deal breaker. I have to. I have to ask my daughter if that's a deal breaker. She won't tell me. She wants me to still think at 26 she hasn't kissed anybody. But and I li- listen. I'll live with that fantasy too. I'm good with that. Oh yeah, sure. She's uh, she's also living in a convent. All right, let's do this. Uh, great. You can keep sending in your stories about. Uh, your first kiss, we'll get to those as the night goes on, but I do want to talk about this thing going on in Wauwatosa because it affects not only businesses, but everybody, and could it be coming to a town near you? That's terrifying. We'll talk about it after this. WTMJ Nights. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. that's the old National Bank talk and text line. With all the taxes you pay, whether it's your homeowner, your property tax, income tax, everything else, are you willing to pay a tax just for driving your car down the street? Well, that could be coming to Wauwatosa. This is, uh, they're considering a road use tax or a, for not only cars, it's, they're calling it a transportation utility. That's what, uh, that's the fancy name for it. It's a transportation utility. They're in the Wauwatosa Common Council. The city is saying they need more funding to fix its roads. 
So officials may do this, a transportation utility, which is a fee paid by property owners based on the amount of traffic generated by their establishments. Well, you say, well, that's just businesses, right, Brian? That's a, I don't generate traffic in my establishment. I just live in my house. Well, guess what? If you are a single-family home, no matter what size, you're going to get charged $51 a year. That's part of the deal. So just for driving to your house for a year, you're going to pay 51 bucks. They're, uh, they're going to decide on this utility fee in July, but there's some lawsuits pending in Wisconsin that is could throw a monkey wrench into it. But here's the deal. They're, they say these are the three reasons for trying to get this going. And I want to hear from you, whether you live in Wauwatosa or not, to try to um, figure out if this is... See, I, I'm of the opinion I already pay enough in taxes to keep my roads maintained, to keep the infrastructure between the my state taxes and everything else, there there should be money there to keep this up. I'm not going to pay just to drive down my street, but then well, you can either do it or if the if this passes, you can move. Uh three main reasons why they're considering this transportation you uh aging infrastructure because the roadway conditions are declining, funding limits don't allow for the city to replace them. Well, that, that somebody made a mistake with their funding limits. Fiscal constraints, saying that the city could be $4 million in debt if they um, try to do all of, all of the repairs and everything else that they need to do as a city. And they're saying a transportation utility will work like a water or sewer utility. The more vehicular trips a property generates which means it's causing more road use, the more it has to pay to repair in the roadways. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't seem right. I know, I know, where are we going to get the money? Nobody wants to pay more property taxes. Would you rather see that $51 tacked onto your property tax and then just pretend that it's not the the transportation utility tax? Do you... Think you pay enough taxes. And if you're not in Wauwatosa, but if you're in one of the surrounding communities, are you watching very carefully thinking, hey, uh, this may be coming for me pretty soon, too? We're going to get to that. And then on the other side of the news, some surprising news about Walmart based on the fact that they're closing a lot of stores. But I'm wondering, with prices going up, how much you have changed your shopping habits. And I'll explain why I'm asking you that as I tell you uh, the fortunes of Walmart. But right now, it's 6.30. That means we have to go to the WTMJ 24-hour breaking news center. That's where Jessica Gatso is standing by. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights, 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talk and text line. There is a proposal that will be voted on in July that would impose rather a transportation utility, which is a fee that property owners would pay in Wauwatosa based on the amount of traffic generated by their establishments. If you are a single-family home, you will be charged $51 a year. If you are a business... The, uh, you'll be charged a number, an average number of weekday vehicular trips per 1,000 square feet. And that will be, 
uh, determined by the Institute of Transportation Engineers Trip Generation Statistics, which sounds like a fascinating read. And by fascinating, I mean mind-numbingly boring. But what does that mean in real cash? If you have a 3,000-square-foot fast casual restaurant without a drive through so let's say Chili's, Applebee's, something like that, you're generating 97 trips a week. You've got a yearly transportation utility fee of about $1,320. But if you have a drive through you've got 467 trips. That takes it up to $6,319. Um, the goal of this is to increase annual transportation funding by 10% or $1 million. I don't know. Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce, they're already suing Pewaukee over a similar transportation utility, saying that uh, they it's an unlawful tax, that uh, the, the citizens did not vote on it. City officials in are saying, well, no, it's not a tax, it's a fee, and we can impose fees if we wanted to impose a tax. Well, that would mean that we would have to get a referendum and have a vote. But no, we're just imposing a fee, just like, as they said, for water or sanitation. I think that's a lot of hooey. These uh, municipalities are really, really just trying to nickel and dime you. And then everybody wonders why people move. It's like, well, because we move to an area for whatever reason, whether it's good schools um or you know you just you wanted proximity to downtown whatever it was i know when we moved into our last house uh it was when our daughter was in grade school and we moved to a place that had really good public schools and our property taxes were very high but i was willing to put up with that because the schools were real good then the minute she graduated from high school we moved but um you know if they had also tacked on, besides my property taxes and everything else, if they had said, hey, you know what, we noticed that you like to drive home at night. And that's kind of a hassle because we've had to fix a couple potholes in town, and uh, you probably drove on that road too, so we need you to pay an extra 50 bucks. I, I would not have liked it. Would not have liked it at all. Uh, 855-616-1620. From the 262, the problem comes is these local municipalities do not use their tax money appropriately. There's tons of dead weight. I live in Kenosha County. All our schools just went to referendum for large amounts of money. Some passed, some failed. I just received my assessment from my house, which went up 30%. That was only two years ago. It went up the previous 30%. They keep taking in the money, but then asking for more. Enough's enough. Yeah, that's that's rough when you get those... Uh, property tax assessments and you're like wait huh the house is you know the house is older and now you're charging me that much more 30 percent every two years that's ridiculous uh 913 brings up a great point if your business is a car wash you pay more if you're successful yes that's exactly what it means uh what about daycare pick up and drop off gets you taxed yep because you are a business and they're going to figure out how many average trips you get to your business, and then for a daycare, they'll probably multiply it by two, and that's it. Another one from the 262. 
Manhattan, uh, New York City, is ready to start charging electric tolls, electronic tolls to of all vehicles driving in, out, or through, with complex variable rates dependent upon time of day, direction, and distance. How's anyone going to be able to predict that? Uh, just being obligated to pay whatever for the roads. That's true. Chicago was debating doing that too. I don't know if they ever, uh, if they ever did it. They were going to uh, have a central business district. And if you came into the central business district, you were going to be taxed. Now, I have no idea how they were going to figure that out, if it was going to be more traffic cams or anything like this. Um, but, yeah, this is a, this, the whole thing is just, just a lot. So we'll see. And I'd love to hear from you if you are in Wauwatosa. Maybe, I, I can't believe this is the first you would be hearing about this. But what... Um, what are you thinking about this? Because it seems to me like a bad idea. But we'll see come July when the uh, Common Council votes on it. All right, we got a... Uh, oh, now, Samantha, you might not know this. I, Justin may not have told you. But we are a very cultured program. And we have a poet laureate of the WTMJ Knights program. A Knights poet is, uh, is their name. We don't know if this is a, a man or a woman. But we started, uh, there was poetry, came onto the scene. I don't remember exactly. Somebody asked for poetry, for homework help with poetry. And uh, we helped them, and now we get poems all the time. So this is about the first kiss. Here is, the, here is a poem from our poet laureate. So the memory of our first kiss is something so true. It takes us all back when things were so new. We recall that one time when our lips they did touch, we fantasize about it. Sometimes a bit too much. For when our first kiss did actually occur, we dream of that person, the him or the her. We wonder of what they are doing today, and curious if that kiss may have influenced their way. For as we look back, we fondly recall that moment in time when we gave it our all. We remember our innocence, our trust, and our fear, and bank all those memories in the things we hold dear. Keep on kissing. Nicely played, a night's poet. That was good. Pretty that gorgeous. Was, that was a good one. And they this is, and I know some people have said, "Oh, is that a setup?" Do you? I have no idea who this person is, and they they come up with these poems depending on what we're talking about. You know, so very nice, night's poet um, from the four one four. Roads are horrible here in Wauwatosa. Fix the roads first, and then we'll see. Yeah, maybe the. There, I like that idea. You know what? You fix the roads, and then if you do a really nice job, then okay, you can put on the utility fee, and we'll, we'll figure it out from there. But right now, I'm not going to pay to f have my car fall into a uh, you know a giant pothole. All right, let's do this. And then when we come back, have you been changing your shopping habits due to inflation? Let's get into it. It's WTMJ Nights. WTMJ Knights, we were talking about this proposed transportation utility fee, and uh, somebody texted in, I don't live in Tosa, but let me ask, it's easy to be a critic. First of all, no, it's not. It's very difficult to be a critic, but I enjoy it, so I put in the work. Uh, what would your solution be? My solution would be to go line by line in the budget. They're only trying to raise $1 million, so they must not be that far off. Go line by line, and I'm guessing if you look at any city's budget, there is something that could make up that money rather than charging people who are already 
paying taxes in your town, businesses who are already paying taxes in your town, extra money just for the privilege of using your roads. That would be that would be my first step. I would have an audit of your budget and figure out is there anywhere else you can do this other it's easy what's easy is putting ta more tax burden on the citizens and the businesses of your town. And then you get upset if people leave or businesses close down. But you know what? There's a lot of towns around that do not have those transportation utility fees. And if a business wants to, they just move a couple miles down the road. And uh, that's just that. You know? I don't know. Yes, yes, I am guessing because I am not privy to all of Wauwatosa's uh, government budgetary uh, expenditures. So, yes, I am. I am guessing. I'm also guessing that a lot of us don't want to pay any extra money because we're already paying more for everything else. Uh, if you've been to anywhere, you know prices have skyrocketed. Inflation is real. We are paying for it at the grocery store. We're paying for it everywhere we go. Um, it's been tough. It's been tough on everybody except for Walmart. Inflation has been very, very profitable for Walmart, even though they are closing, I think I read today, 400 stores again nationwide. We just uh, They just closed one here in Milwaukee a few months ago, I think back, uh, yeah, just a few months ago, maybe March. Um the retail chain has seen a 7.4% increase in sales over the last quarter. More and more shoppers are taking advantage of Walmart's lower prices on things like groceries. Groceries do represent the biggest increase in sales, while quote-unquote discretionary items like electronics and clothing aren't selling as well. I can't be the only one who is changing my shopping habits. That's what I want to know from you. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. How have you changed your shopping habits? Are, are you going to different stores? Are you giving things up? You know, it's easy to say, okay, I'm not going to buy a new TV or a new computer right now if I don't, if I don't really need it. And well, yeah, summer's coming, but my summer clothes from last year, I can, you know, they're still in good shape. I'll wear those again this year. But when it comes to groceries, you got to eat. So what are you doing? What are you giving up? Are you only buying things that are on sale? Are you Have you stopped going and getting your coffee in the morning and instead spending, you know, whatever it is for a bag of coffee and making your coffee at home? Have you stopped going out to eat? Um, while you're, you know, <laughs> just because you can't afford it. I went out with my buddy last week for lunch. It was his birthday, and I thought, well, I'll be a nice guy. I'll buy my friend lunch. And we went to a play. It was just a little uh, tavern with food, you know. It wasn't, a, it wasn't fancy at all. And I'm looking at the prices going, really? This is what you're trying? He, he got chicken tenders. And I'm like, this is what you're charging for chicken tenders? It's ridiculous. And I know I'm not the only one who who has been suffering sticker shock, you know. Uh, or now the 414 asking a question. Wauwatosa just bought the Boston store at Mayfair. What's the deal with that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. 
Maybe that maybe that's what they're using all the uh, you know the proposed money for. But uh, I know I've started shopping at Aldi for certain things, especially like eggs, because at the at the uh, chain grocery stores, dozen eggs five bucks, sometimes a little more. At Aldi, I can get the dozen eggs for two fifty, two sixty. So I'll save my money there. And there's certain things, certain things I will still spend money on. I, I will buy, you know, I won't resort to. I don't know, a lot of generic stuff I don't mind, like generic aspirin, ibuprofen, that kind of stuff. It's all it's all generic. It's a hundred percent. But there's certain things, you know, like my cereal. I go regular Special K. I don't go with uh, I don't go with generic Special K. I for years I did though. Back when I was first out of college, I was you know a big night for me. At my first radio job, Thursday night was a big night. Because Justin, here's a look into your future. Samantha, you pay attention. This may not be uh, this may not be the business you want to go into. Uh, my big my big night. I did laundry on Thursday night, and I got myself a Tombstone pizza and a bottle of Big K Cola, generic pop. And that was man. I thought I was living the life. I was so so sadly mistaken. But now you know. Sometimes you look and go, all right, well, Coke or Pepsi, uh, you know, Barks. You're gonna pay. You're gonna pay money for that if you want real pop, or do you just go generic? I mean, growing up, we just drank generic pop. Um, it would be funny. We, my brothers and I, would drink generic, and then my dad. There was always an eight pack of Pepsi bottles. Um, that that was my dad's pop. He got the name brand Pepsi, which he should. He was, you know, he was the one making the money. My brothers and I were just freeloading as kids, but um, that was it. So now I, you know, I'm I'm always. Always looking at sales, always looking for the best deal. Going to a couple different stores, and I know the the argument could be made. Well, if you're making a couple trips, aren't you spending money in gas? Yeah, but then you have to um, you have to kind of plan out your route, right? So, all right, if I go to this store, then right down the block is this store. So then I'll uh, you know then I can make one circle and come home. That's the best way. From the 262, I've always shopped for the best bargains for food, so I'm just continuing what I've always done. But unfortunately, needing to cut back on quantity a bit as my retirement budget pennies. Uh, eggs at Woodman's yesterday, $1.49 a dozen. Cheapest in here. That is a great price. $1.49 a dozen. It's too bad. Like Eggs are what? You can buy. I just bought a bunch of chicken because it was on sale. I could put that in the freezer, you know. Uh, eggs you can't put in the freezer, so you know you gotta make it, get the eggs for a dollar forty nine a dozen, and then try to have as many egg dishes as you can, <laughs> so you can just keep keep getting your protein for cheap. Um, I I have never had a problem going into Walmart, and I know that is a statement that makes people a little nuts because of their pay scale and their practices. Um, but I think I can speak for most of us that when it comes down to saving money, we, you know, we try to do what's best for our family and we'll go, we'll go to Walmart or Target or whatever. Target, Target's a little too fancy, I think, but, um, you know, you can, there's certain things I go to Walmart for cause I know I can save money. 
You know, I can get my laundry soap there cheaper. I can get um I can get a lot of things there cheaper. My aforementioned special K, I could get there cheaper. Was at Walmart this afternoon, says the 920. Thought I might be doing okay price rise. Went to check out five items. Toilet paper, Kleenex, hairspray, body wash, hand lotion. 54 bucks. Uh, nothing fun. Necessary things. Yeah, well, see, you like to keep yourself well-groomed, Texter. That's the, uh, you know, <laughs> that's the deal. Yeah, 54 bucks for that seems insane. You know, that it, anytime... It, when the register kicks out that toll, you're like, I didn't buy it. I always do a double take and look at my cart. You go, there's nothing really in here. There, how, how is this happening? Jeff says, doing two meatless nights a week has helped lower both my triglycerides and my grocery bill. Win, win, Jeff. Very nice. You got, you got to like when you get a double win like that. Uh, frozen chicken, $1.59 a pound at Woodman's. Three breasts in a package. There you go. Justin, are you writing all this down in case you want to go Taking shopping notes. for your mom? Take her home a little frozen chicken breast. Say, hey, I'm going to kick in. I appreciate you letting me live here. Appreciate you letting me eat your food. Here's some chicken breasts. Enjoy yourself. That would be very nice of you. Uh, you can preserve eggs to make them shelf-stable by simply rubbing mineral oil on them. They'll last for months. All right, I have to, to fact-check that. I'm not, call, I'm not calling your honesty into question, Texter. I have just never heard that. Mineral oil on an egg will keep them shelf-stable. All right, I'm going to check that out. While I do that, you'll listen to this, and then you'll hear the news. And then I'll come back, and we'll uh, talk about a crazy trend at some colleges. And so much more. It's WTMJ Nights. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. 855-616-1620. That's the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. Our text question of the night. With new research coming out, dating, kissing back to ancient Mesopotamia. Do you remember your first kiss? Who was it? You can jump in on that. Um, Justin and Samantha, you were have been in college much more recently than I am. Let me ask you a quick question. When you entered college, was... The stress of getting good grades overwhelming to you, or was it a continuation of the just normal academic stress that you felt through college, through high school? I kind of biffed it. I'm not going to lie. My first semester was a little rough. I kind of was like, freedom! So, same, you same. know, took took the lesson a little hard on that one. <laughs> yeah. For- so was it was it a matter of the classes were too hard or you just were away from home and you were like, I'm going to have a good time. Yeah, like, yeah other priorities for sure. Um, yeah. But that, that took a, a bigger prioritization second semester, I would say. Definitely same with me. First semester I showed up to Kansas. Um, I was rushing a fraternity. So I was super... They let you do that first semester? Yeah. So I was wow. super focused on just like making new friends and stuff because I'm from Illinois, so I knew nobody at Kansas. So I was super focused, honestly, on making new friends, and I did not do well my first semester. <laughs> but that set me straight. That honestly set me straight. And then after that, I was 3.0 student. Yeah, I guess it's scary once that academic probation hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, you guys really did have a good time. Uh, <laughs> the reason I'm asking this, and thank you for your honesty, the reason I'm asking is because a number of universities now 
are eliminating grades. They are adopting a policy called ungrading. Um, there is a growing movement to do this, to stop assigning conventional A through F letter grades to first-year college students and sometimes even upperclassmen because they're saying the stress of all of this, the anxiety that it causes, is making mental health matters on campus worse than they already are. Um, they're saying studies show, according to researchers at Boston University and other places, that college students with one or more mental health problems has doubled since 2013. They're also saying that the pandemic played into this, and so now is a good time that we can rethink this. I don't know at what point we have to say, listen, if you're in college, it's time that you learned about stress and pressure and delivering the goods. Now, a lot of the people who are behind this, supporters of this kind of thing, are saying, listen, grades don't really show how much people learned. You know, if you had, because grades, they, they say, and I don't agree with this, grades tend to favor people who have, who have studied things before, whether in high school, uh, maybe in honors classes, or they took another class that was related to this, and for students who are first-generation college students in their family or came from high schools that weren't as academically strict as others, they may not know these things. And so, you know, if they get a C-, minus, they may have learned a lot more than the person who got an A that might have had pre-existing knowledge. Now, a lot of that sounds like academic mumbo-jumbo. To me, um, now I was I probably I was a little different than you guys because my first semester I really was diligent about getting grades. You know, I wanted to get my grade. Thank God I did that I got them early because then I whittled away at the GPA over the next three years. But my first year I was really trying to get. You know, I still went out and had fun and did all that stuff, but I didn't want to. I you know. I didn't want to get in trouble, so I got good grades. Um, then I realized, well, the grades really don't matter. And in the end, it doesn't really matter because everybody knows when you graduate from college, all they all employers really want to see is do you have a degree? Do you have any experience that backs this up? Sometimes, like if you're if you're an uh, you know get scholarships or you're an honor student, that that you know may may bolster things a little bit, put a little more shine on your resume than somebody who doesn't have that. But you know, when was the last time anybody asked for your GPA at work? Hey, uh, I saw you took economics your second year in college. What'd you get? What'd you get in that class? Because now you're, you know, I know you've been project manager for this multi-million dollar project that the company's doing, but I just, I just wonder how you did, uh, you know, in introductory English your freshman year in college. No, nobody cares about that. My, my thing is, and I, I don't think it's going to be that hard to figure out, you got to learn to deal with stress at some point. You've got to deal with deadlines. You have to deal with the fact that sometimes, yes, you may have worked very hard on something, 
but it's not right. And you need to have faculty members who are able to tell you that. You need to be able to figure out what you did wrong. And you need to just suck it up. You know, I'm not I'm not discounting mental health problems in any way, shape, or form. But if you have all that before you go to college, then that needs to be addressed before you go and you figure out figure out if if this is a kind of pressure you can handle because as much as you know a lot of people will argue and and for some fields I will agree you don't really you know college is kind of a scam in other for other things you do need that college degree and you do need that ed- education and I think college education uh, does round people out, and hopefully it's supposed to open your mind to new ideas, open your mind to the ability to debate difficult subjects. You're supposed to be exposed to things that are going to make you a little uncomfortable at times. But this, this seems this just seems wrong. It seems it seems dangerous. It doesn't seem like. When you're paying as much for college as people are paying now, I don't want my kid to come out not knowing what it feels like to have to, you know, really work at something and the consequences be there. Because I know when you go to work, you have to deliver. We have to deliver. When you go to work, even if you're, no matter what task you're doing, you have to deliver. I don't care if you're a CEO or if you're working at McDonald's, you have to do your job and you have to deliver. And if you're not, somebody's going to tell you. Uh, Jeff and Fox Point, the stress that they encounter later in their adult lives will be very rude awakenings if they don't prepare themselves with comparatively smaller matters, such as letter grades. Uh, From the 262, I wouldn't mind if some liberal arts classes were made pass-fail, but absolutely not for anything related to math, science, engineering, business, and economics. And I know, I agree. If you want to do, look, we all had to take those GE, uh, the general education classes, whatever they called them at your college. You know, your freshman year classes, your basic, you got to take your English, you got to take your uh, whatever it is. I, I can't even remember. You know, you had a couple PE requirements that we had to take. You know, those those general studies courses, you could, all right, you want to do those pass-fail? That's cool. That's fine. But once you start taking your major classes, no, you have to you have to know what's going on there. And yes, maybe somebody who gets a C plus has worked very hard. And you know what? They're going to get out of school and they're going to get a job. Because like I said, if you have the degree, nobody cares if you got a C plus or if you got an A. You know, unless they're really I don't know, maybe in acad- academia, they're going to want to know if you got, you know, 4.0. But trust me, you can get a job with a 2.5. Look at Justin. He got a 1.67. He's got a job. 1.67? <laughs> I'm sorry, did I inflate that? Am I making you seem smarter than you are? Oh, no. What did I get? I had a, I had a <laughs> first semester, I was 1.9. Like and that's wow. a, that's a true story. And I ended I ended school. I think it was a three point one. So 
That's a nice climb. Good for you. Yeah, I busted my butt for sure. I, I was scared. And an a incredible lot of flex in front of Samantha. That was nice. <laughs> Very nice. Nicely done. Well, good. All right. It's yeah. You weren't like uh, you weren't sitting in uh, Dean Wormer's office. Zero point zero. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Have you ever seen Animal House? Of course I have. Yeah, you're a frat guy. Of course you have. Well, that's true. <laughs> they did make us one. Of course they did. Right, right after you were done swallowing goldfish and shearing sheep. I know how it works out in Kansas. I've been to, I've been to Rock Chalk Jayhawk. I know what's going on. <laughs> uh, what do you think of this? Is this something... Am I am I out of line to think we are at a risk of not preparing students for their future? Doesn't seem that way. Ungrading, that's what it's called. What do you think? 855-616-1620, the old National Bank Talk and Text Line. More after this on WTMJ Nights. Now more of WTMJ Nights. Ungrading, it's a practice that is... Popping up at a number of colleges, the article I read from NPR doesn't list any colleges in Wisconsin that are doing it, but everywhere from TCU to Grand Valley State, Colorado College, uh, a lot of them are saying, listen, the grades are too stressful for underclassmen, sometimes for upperclassmen. I think it is ill-preparing our students. Um, 262 says there are things to consider when you're talking about college degrees. Not every learner is academically inclined, meaning their ability to take tests. Some people are incredibly intelligent but can't, can't take tests. I agree with that. They fail miserably. I've seen this for many years in my career, and I agree the younger generation needs to get it together and learn that stress is a part of everyday life. And, yes, you make a very good point, and some of the universities are looking at this. Um and saying, okay, we're going to give you one, give you some sort of option. Some are letting them do uh, written tests. Some are giving oral exams. Uh, this is some. In, this is at uh, UC Davis, University of California, Davis. They're you know they're giving them a choice in the mathematics department and some others saying, all right, you can take the written test. And yes, written tests. Written tests can be very difficult. And if you can sit down and talk to your professor during a, a uh, verbal test and, and explain everything, I think that's fine. You're still, you're still having to perform under pressure. What I didn't like, and part of what they're doing here too, is giving some students a choice of how much those exams count against homework and other class activities. Because I'm sure we can all remember being in a class and they're saying, well, your final is worth 50% of your grade. And that right there, that's putting the pressure on. Because you could have done very well on your assignments, whatever, and if you're one of these people who just are not great test takers or you had an off day, you weren't feeling well, you were hungover, whatever it was, and you don't perform well on one test, that tanks your grade. So I would be in favor of, all right, we're going we're gonna to balance out the percentages on some of this. And, yes, I understand you're a, you're a learner that is very good with presenting your knowledge in verbal form. All right, let's sit out. We're going we're gonna to have test days. 
for the written test takers and test days for the verbal test takers, and everybody's going to get to do that. Um, Jeff says, during my undergraduate studies, my best grades occurred while I was stuck with roommates who were constantly smoking pot and doing shrooms, activities I didn't want to be around. Justin, is this one of your uh, roommates? One of my roommates? Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm a good you kid. Sound, I keep my nose out of trouble. You sound so you sound so terrified every time. Like my mom is listening. Stop. Um, <laughs> so I was always in my room or in the library studying. If they were doing crack, I probably could have gotten a 4.0. Somebody texted in. They graduated high school dead last uh, and went on to get their master's degree with a 4.0. So yeah, it's my problem isn't with saying, all right, we're going to do different kinds we're gonna we're gonna figure out some alternatives my problem is with saying no the stress is too much we're not going to give any grades we're all measured at certain points in our life whether it's in school or anywhere so we need to be able to we need to be able to do this i also think if if the numbers are correct that boston university and other places are putting out that College students with all these mental health issues has doubled in the last ten years. Okay, then we need to we need to set up some extra counseling on campus. We need to we need to make it a space where getting help is not only acceptable but accessible. But we also need then to try to get these students to a point where they can take this stress because whether we like it or not. Nothing in this world is stress-free. There's nothing you'll do once you get out of college unless you are independently wealthy and have moved to a beach somewhere, but then you'll be stressed about getting sunburn and what time is it to have a margarita? Is it okay if I have a margarita at 10 in the morning or do I need to wait till noon? So there's always stress. We need to figure out how to get these kids to deal with it, and I think a a big part of that is starting in high school because the amount of pressure on kids now in high school to get into the quote-unquote good colleges, to be on as many extracurriculars as possible, to bolster their resume, is increasingly causing anxiety among high school kids. So if we can, if we can pull back a little on that and explain to kids that, you know what, we want you to do really well. We want you to work hard. But if you don't get into your first choice college, your life isn't over. Everything's going to be fine. So don't stress it. If one semester you got to be in honors literature in high school, you're, st- you're still going to be fine. All right, we got a lot to get to, but first we have to do this. It's WTMJ Nights. The night is still young. More of WTMJ Nights coming up next. Acunet Mortgage is an equal housing letter. NMLS ID 2553368. Winning isn't everything. It's the only thing. I always thought Vince Lombardi came up with that famous sports nugget, but it turns out he borrowed it from a college coach. And now I'm going to borrow it too. Because when there are 10 or 20 offers on a property, there's only one winner. In today's inventory-starved real estate market, you need a Lombardi-level mortgage coach. One who has all the best plays in the playbook. 
Going with your bank for your pre-approval is like playing in a professional playoff game with the JV coach at the helm. The Lombardi-level coaches at Acunet are called Senior Loan Consultants, and each one has been trained by me to help you and your real estate agent work as one team to deliver the one and only thing that matters, winning. So if you've been losing with your flimsy bank pre-approval, trade up today to a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval and a Lombardi-level game plan. And if you're just getting started, why not start with the best? Click on the blue button today and get started with your winning game plan at accunet.com. Welcome back to Ask Hassleless. When you say Hassleless Mattress doesn't have employees, it's not a trick just so you can jump out and yell, Surprise! Right? Uh, no. So, no surprises? Well, now through Monday, get a $200 credit on your new Silipostropedic or Beaterest mattress just for shopping local. I'm feeling faint. Free next day delivery, too. <sighs> Surprise! Open 9 to 9. Find an employee-free showroom near you or shop online at Hassleless.com. May is here, and as a Wisconsinite, you know that marks the start of sun, warmth, and joy. So when the rubber meets the road, you better be ready for the changing weather and ventures that may lie ahead. This is Jim Griffith. We have you covered with the marvelous service specials. We'll change your oil, inspect and rotate your tires, check the battery and air filter, give it a complete multi-point inspection, check your AC or your heat, and even change your wiper blades, all for $129.95. Good at all five Griffin dealerships. Back to WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Oh, my goodness. This is a little bit shocking. I don't know if you heard this. The Wienermobile is no more. Oscar Meyer's Wienermobile. Well, the, the mobile part is still there, but uh, they are changing the name of the Oscar Meyer Wienermobile. It is now the Frank Mobile. And it pays homage to the new recipe for hot dogs that they're going to be rolling out this summer. Uh, just like Dunkin' Donuts is now just Dunkin', I will always call it the Wienermobile. I, I just have to. Uh, despite the change, the mobile looks pretty much the same. They just changed a sticker that says Frank Mobile. Uh, Oscar Meyer was coy about whether the name change is permanent. They said they'll try it out to see if it quote-unquote, cuts the mustard. <laughs> Get it? Uh, they've got a new recipe for hot dogs, so that's what they're pushing. The Wienermobile dates back to 1936 when Carl Meyer and his he told his uncle Oscar about a new advertising idea that was a literal marketing vehicle. They now have six of the 23-foot-long vehicles. I just saw one when I was down at Mardi Gras, and it is very plush inside the Wienermobile. Yes, and that's what I call it, the Wienermobile. So if you see it and you want to be uh, down, you call it the Frankmobile, but you know where I stand. I also stand aside at 7.30 to make room from the WTMJ 24 Breaking News Center for Jessica Gatso, who has the news. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. We're here till 8 o'clock, then it's Brewers Weekly with Dominic Catronio on the other side of the news. 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talk and text line if you want to jump in and get involved in the program. I was watching uh, this new show on HBO the other night, uh, White House Plumbers. Samantha, Justin, you guys seen this one, White House Plumbers? No. no. It is about, it's kind of a, uh, it's based on the story of, uh, e. Howard Hunt and G. Gordon Liddy, who 
were part of the, they went to jail for the Watergate break-in. And they were the plumbers because they fixed leaks, because Nixon was very upset that the uh, some paper files got leaked, and he was, uh, you know, so he was trying to stop that, and that's what led to Watergate. And it's very good. Woody Harrelson and uh, Justin Theroux are the leads, and they're very funny. But they're, the point is, I'm watching this show, and it's set, obviously, in the 70s, and a couple of the characters are sitting around drinking Tab. And I thought, man, I haven't seen Tab in years. Now, I've... I have never had a tab. If you don't know what it is, it's a diet pop. Uh, it was like before Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi and everything, there was tab. And uh, every, oh man, everybody, all the, it was, it was rare to see a man drinking a tab. I know men, men drank it, but it was mostly, um, from my experience, you know, the diet pop for the ladies. And I don't mean that in any way other than that's that's who I saw drinking tab. And that seemed to be who the tab marketing was designed to. But now you don't see tab anymore. I don't know if they really, if tab is still out there. Anytime I see it uh, in a movie or TV or my wife sees it, she laughs because she used to drink tab when she was younger. Um, and I started thinking about other products that we that were very popular. That we can't get anymore, and I happened. Then I came across this. I came across this, and that's kind of what we'll talk about for a little bit: snacks, beverages, things that you loved either as a kid or now as an adult that they just don't carry anymore. And ironically, or not ironically, Tab was the top of this list that I found. It became one of the first diet uh, sodas to hit the market. It came out in 1963. Uh, it wasn't until the 80s where Diet Coke and Diet Pepsi came along. So sales of Tab declined after that. Coke owned the brand, Tab. They kept making it for decades. Finally, in 2020, uh, Coke said they would discontinue the soda. So there is there is no more Tab. And you know, But people loved it. People loved it all the way up. But uh, they even even in this, they're quoting women who drank Tab. This sounds like something uh, that now it came out in two thousand. So you guys are probably a little too young. But Heinz made an Easy Squirt purple and green ketchup. Does anybody else remember? They there have been different colored ketchups before, but this was to tie in with Shrek. So it was purple and green. I, again, not surprising. I never had it because I think ketchup should be red the way nature intended it. Uh, it was introduced, like I said, in 2000. Then it was introduced in new colors. Um, Shasta, or not Shasta, I'm reading a text. Uh, <laughs> purple and orange. Purple and orange ketchup, stop. But that actually helped Heinz with their sales. Their sales of ketchup increased to 60% because they added purple oh, purple ketchup, orange ketchup, pass. Samantha, you seem like a cultured young woman. Would you put purple ketchup on anything? I think it's fun as long as it's got the same flavor, right? <sighs> I, get, I see where you're coming from. I understand it. I don't necessarily agree with it. There's, yes, it may taste the same, but part of eating is also visual, and That's we've true. all had things That's that true. 
look gross that taste good, but and things that look delicious that taste awful? Like how many times have you been sucked in by, you know, you go to get a coffee or something and you see a dessert in that glass case and you go, wow, that brownie cookie tart looks delicious. And you get it out to the car and you take a bite and it's a tasteless, bland piece of garbage. So I don't care how good the purple ketchup tastes. I can't do it. Justin, you a green ketchup man? Uh, green ketchup man? I yeah, like all ketchup. Green ketchup. Doesn't matter the color. I really? like ketchup. Yeah. Boy, you guys are you guys are very accepting. I can't be that. Uh, I can't be that accepting. I feel like if I can, it was, I feel like if it was like, actually no, green would be weird because that's like moldy, yeah. you know. Like that's so green might be might throw me off a little bit, but I don't know, like blue, blue ketchup. That's fine. Throw it on that oh. hot dog. No, see, I save all my discriminatory thoughts for ketchup and condiments, and I'm in a, ugh, no, I'm sorry. Can't do it. Yellow or brown for mustard, red for ketchup. No pineapple on pizza. There you go. <laughs> I'm making, making my, uh, my stand. The last of the weird uh, colored condiments were pulled in 2006. So that was it. They tried to... They tried to do different ones where uh, the e- they had the easy squirt bottle, which I, I'm I'm good for the easy squirt bottle because I grew up in a time, and this may shock uh, shock you both, where ketchup came in a glass bottle and you had to hit it in a certain spot. It's like when you used to go to a restaurant. Ketchup in glass bottles was a nightmare and mustard because you had to. It, it just was hard. So the easy squirt, I'm down. That was that was a great combination if they had just come out with the easy squirt without the crazy colors. Um, another one on the list I had never heard of, Honest Tea. It came out in 1998. It was an alternative to sugary beverages. They sold to Coca-Cola in 2011. And then in 2022, Coke said it eliminate, it would eliminate Honest Tea. But the brand's originators bought it back. They um, You can't buy Honest Tea anymore, but... They have started another line of bottled teas through Eat the Change. It's a company that um, the originators of Honest Tea runs. They're called Just Iced Tea, and they are uh, on retail shelves now. When was Shasta? Is a big deal. Uh, is big deal, and what was it? Oh, Shasta is a soft drink. Shasta is uh, is a kind of pop. You know, they had all kinds of Shasta. They have orange Shasta, grape Shasta. I'll, uh, we'll find that out. We'll do that. And if you want to jump in with some snacks or beverages that you will never be able to buy again, and then, oh, my goodness, there is a there is an upheaval at Starbucks. People are taking to the streets in anger over a change to their daily beverage. Uh, all that and more. It's WTMJ Nights. The night is still young. More of WTMJ Nights coming up next. Before you go looking for an area rug that you'll have to settle for because you think that the one you really want will be out of your budget, come to Design Exchange, where you'll find a formidable selection of Oriental, Persian, and other wool area rug choices at 25 to 70% off retail. This is Katie with Design Exchange, where discerning buyers with discriminating tastes come to find premium home decor on consignment at a value. Design Exchange in Heartland and Pewaukee. Design Exchange. 
If you're trying to find really good, high-end, distinctive furniture, the kind they just don't make anymore, then come to Design Exchange. But you better get here quickly, because the best furniture we take in on consignment doesn't usually last long. It may be vintage, it may have once been out of your range, but now you'll find it's priced right. This is Katie with Design Exchange, where discerning buyers with discriminating tastes come to find premium home decor at a value. Design Exchange. There's a race going on inside your body, and sometimes the bad guys, otherwise known as arthritis, get there first. That's when the joint pain kicks in. Your healing process is just too slow and just can't catch up, and it needs just a little bit of help from QC Kinetics. That's Dr. Daniel Zuckerman, a QC Kinetics medical director. We all know that you can heal yourself. If you get a cut, it heals on its own. Your joints are no different. We can take the healing properties from your blood, concentrate them down, and put them in the spot that you need the help. It's amazing. Your body can can heal itself. At QC Kinetics, that's called regenerative medicine. No surgery or steroids, just lasting relief, the natural way. The fact that we can treat them without surgery, but using their own body's natural healing process, without medications, without steroids, without surgery, it's just amazing. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 414-285-3474. That's 414-285-3474. 414-285-3474. There are over 10,000 reasons why steel is not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot. There are over 10,000 authorized local steel dealers. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and the Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Find furniture for life from Ken Michaels Furniture in Brookfield, Greenfield, or downtown Milwaukee. From big tailgate parties to cozy dinners for two, the freshest ideas start with a stop at Century Foods. Now through Wednesday, save on 2.62 to 3.5 ounce spices or 0.77 to 2.12 ounce grinders. McCormick Grill Mate Spices or Grinders, two for four dollars. 64 ounce bottle Indian Summer Apple Juice or Cider, two for four dollars. 128 ounce bottle Hawaiian Punch Juice Drink, three forty nine. 56 to 67.5 ounce bottle Extra Laundry Detergent, two ninety nine. Why'd you throw my glass across the room? I have to keep practicing. The vase from Aunt Sophie? I'm warming up in case I get to take the mound at American Family Field. Read this. Win the ultimate baseball fan experience at Century Foods? You either get to throw out the first pitch, hold the finish line for the famous racing sausages, or be on the field during batting practice. My new TV! Just doing a little batting practice of my own. The ultimate baseball fan experience from Century Foods. Return the entry form found in the weekly ad to any Century by July 26th. Back to WTMJ Nights. Talking about some favorite foods and beverages that you can no longer get. Um, somebody texted and asked, when was Shasta? Shasta was founded in 1889 in California. It is headquartered in Hayward, California, and you can still get Shasta all around, um, all different flavors, so it is still there. A few years ago, probably more than a few now, they used to, at movie theaters, there was a very annoying group uh, of singers that was doing a Shasta, 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 da, da, da. It was, it was crazy. It was an earworm. Look it up at your, at your own risk. There's also a Shasta College. I don't think it is um, associated with the beverages at all. That would be a fun college to go to. Because then you would take uh, you'd take classes like what to mix with Shasta for the best cocktails, uh, you know, natural ingredients, things like that. Uh, from the two six two, what does Brian think of Mayup? 
a ketchup mayo blend that's sold in some markets. I love making it at home for fries. I have no problem with those two things mixing together. And when I make a burger at home or when I order a burger out, ketchup and mayonnaise, perfect together. I don't know if I would buy it pre-mixed. You know, if, you know, when I squeeze my burger and it drops on the plate and it mixes up that way, yeah, I'll use my fries to scoop it up. That's fine. I just don't, uh, yes, Terry says, just tuned in a few minutes ago. Did anybody say tab soda? That's Terry, that's exactly how this conversation started because I saw some people drinking tab on a show called uh, White House Plumbers. Mike says, my girl and I used to lay around Altoona Beach drinking tab and eating pretzels in the 70s. Wow. Tab became a victim of cancer-causing sweetener craze back then. And then 2020, it was gone. Uh, All right. Now, both Justin and Samantha have told me they don't mind foods of different colors. So I'm sure you guys are going to be sad that you miss these Oreo Magic Dunkers. They were uh, in 2000, Nabisco who makes Oreos, released a version of the sandwich cookie that changed the color of a glass of milk to blue. And, Justin, you actually said you wouldn't mind blue ketchup. This would have been great for you. The blue dye created blue swirls in a glass of milk. Could stain your hands um, as two children in a television commercial promoting the cookies learned. Magic Dunkers were one of several short-lived Oreo varieties. Oreo is all about bringing out new flavors. New flavors, new flavors. This one, this one I was a victim of because, you know, everybody, I always wanted to, you know, always try to lose some weight, drop a couple pounds, but I like a snack now and then. How many of you remember Snackwell's cookies? These were supposedly uh, kind of diet cookies. They were low fat and they were better for you because they came out at a time, in 1992 they were released, and... Experts were telling people, oh, if you avoid high-fat foods, you're going to, uh, you know, you're going to do very well. You're going to be fantastic. By 95, the cookies had brought in $490 million for Nabisco. Uh, They helped, the brand helped bring in the light food craze. But, yeah, then people were eating a box, you know. Oh, these cookies are lighter. They're better. I can eat, you know. So, yeah, instead of having, like, two chips Ahoy's, I'd have four snack wells, five snack wells. Well, the, the damage was done. Did not, uh, didn't work. Crystal Pepsi, another one you can't get anymore. No thanks. Clear Pepsi. New Coke was the worst. Um, so just some of the many, the many old faithful beloved brands that we can no longer get anymore. All right. I told you that there is an upheaval going on at Starbucks and it's not. Probably for the reason you thought, but I'd be interested to hear from you about it. What is it? Well, you're just going to have to wait for a moment to find out here on WTMJ9. Brian Newton, WTMJ Nights. We're here till 8, then it's Brewers Weekly with Dominic Tronio. We're talking about things that have gone away. I got a text from the 262 with the scariest uh, can of root beer I've ever seen. In Milwaukee, through the early 80s, we had a local soft drink company who call, called Graffs who had a creepy old guy as its mascot, Grandpa Graff. It was cheap, good, and available in most local supermarkets and the early days of Summerfest. Yeah, it kind of looks like um, 
Kind of looks like a cartoon of an older German guy. Um, Grandpa Graf root beer. And that was, it looks like the cans, that was when you had to use a, uh, like a church key to pop little triangles. I'm sure, have you ever seen a can, uh, Samantha or Justin, that you had to use a can opener to, uh, like, make a triangle hole so you could drink out of it? Ooh, I, I, no, it's... you're too young. That's okay. <laughs> like the fancy Cokes, maybe, like the ones that you, with the yeah. real sugar? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that was the only way we could, that was the only way we could drink beverages back in my day. You had to pop two holes in it. One so the pop would come out the one side and then a little one on the other side so the air could go through and push it out of the can. It was there was always the chance that you were going to uh cut yourself. And then they brought out the pull tabs where you'd pull these things off and then the the inside of the it was kind of an oval shaped hole. First of all, people would just throw the pull tabs anywhere, and they would slice through your foot if you walked on one, uh, like on the beach or something. And then, um, <laughs> then the inside of the hole was so sharp, it would just slice, um, slice your tongue. Uh, what year did they do away with the pull-off tab? I don't know. I got if I would, ha- I'll have to look that up. I'm glad they went to the newer the newer pop tops. It's so much easier. Plus, people, you know, when you're an adult, you don't really stick your tongue in the top of a can like you do when you're a kid and have a chance to slice off the tip of your tongue. But um, you'll you'll realize, Samantha. Sometimes with me, it's like antique roadshow because some of my references will be way way before your time. Not this one though. This is an issue. Not for me, but I know for some. Starbucks is changing its ice cubes. And if you're if you're like me, you hear that sentence and you go, yeah, and what's the issue? But if you are a person who loves the iced beverages at Starbucks, which account I'm shocked for 75 This is a big deal, Brian. Per- big deal. All right, Justin, explain to me why. Because let me tell you let me tell you what's going on. They're um they're using they're moving to ice nuggets. Yeah. So it's pellet mm-hmm. ice. Yeah, which I, honestly I'm a fan of. I love the pellet ice. Like, I'm I do a too. Big fan of the pellet ice. In a pop, I love pellet ice. Mm-hmm. So why is this a big deal? Why are why are people upset? I guess they're just not a fan of it. Not a fan of change. They hate change. First people of all, hate they're haters. We don't. We sure. don't. We don't. We don't accept those here. We love the pellet ice. So I'm I'm team pellet ice. That's where I. You're team pellet ice. I am. Hashtag pellet ice. All right. Well, that's that's the kind of ice that they use at other places. Um, but now people are saying, oh, well, what if it it's going to water down our drinks? No, it's not going to water down your drinks because the nuggets don't melt any faster. Uh, from the two things they're saying, it takes up more space in the cup. You get less beverage. Ah, that is that is a point that has been raised. They're using the same size ice scoop. So I don't know um, your... I don't know if you're going to get more. You're not going to get any less. You're going to get the same size scoop. It might be more dense because it's the nuggets instead of the big cubes. So that may that may prove to to be true. I I don't know about that yet. Uh, some people threw the pull tabs into the can and then choked on them. Yes, that is uh, that is definitely true. So they're also revamping some of their other drinks, you know, and charging extra if you don't want ice in them. But there you go. The big ice controversy. Justin, 
longing to be on Team Pelletice, hashtag Pelletice, well, that's, that's the way to end it with some, you know, social activism that our man is taking. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the show. Samantha, welcome to the program. We're glad you're here. Justin, thanks for all your help. I'll talk to you guys again next week.